Hey, what's up, everyone? Grant Cohn here. Larry Kruger might be joining me in a little bit. I'm starting now. I can't go too long today, but I wanted to strike while the iron's hot and talk about this practice. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks. I know it's quarterback central, but I had a, a former coach call me yesterday, email me yesterday, and said, you know, this quarterback competition, this backup quarterback competition, it's a distraction. And Kyle Shanahan is distracting you on purpose with it. You guys are all, you guys in the beat core are like falling for it. You're, you're doing what he wants you to do, which is focus on backup quarterbacks. And you're missing the big story of the offseason for the 49ers. And I said, what do you mean, coach? What's the story? And he says, Nick Bosa, not there. And this was yesterday. I was like, eh, they're probably going to extend his contract tonight. He'll probably be there for the first day of pads. And the coach was like, you sure? You sure about that? And I was wrong. I don't know why I assumed that. And so now I think this is what we need to start. We need to talk about this every day. Nick Bosa is not with the 49ers. He's not showing up to camp. He doesn't seem close to coming back. John Lynch has obviously said they're going to sign him eventually. But when asked, I asked John Lynch, like, when do, would you like him here so he could actually get into football shape and give himself a better chance to not get injured? It's a guy who's had some serious injuries in his career. And Lynch said, you know, ideally we'd like him to have at least three weeks before the season to like be in practice and stuff. So they're already like bargaining with this man. Three weeks? I don't know. So the way I look at it is, what's the, the question is, why isn't Nick Bosa here? Are the Niners lowballing him? I don't think so. Here's my best interpretation. I think the Niners have given Nick Bosa probably a very good offer. Probably a great offer. They're probably have already offered him what he's going to accept eventually. Is Nick Bosa waiting for the Niners to up their offer? Maybe, but probably that's not the main reason he's not there. I think the main reason he's not with the 49ers right now is that he probably doesn't want to be in training camp. Simple as that. Probably doesn't want to do it. And doesn't have to, and so he's not. He knows that the Niners will pay him back for all these fines pretty soon. So who cares? He's also rich already. He comes from a rich household. He's not sweating the money. He'll get the money back. He's going to get the big contract one way or another. Why sign the contract now? What's the rush? Stay at home in Florida. Keep doing that weightlifting routine that is super secret that no other players are allowed to see or participate in. It's just you and your brother and your dad. Keep doing that because that works for you. Don't come here. You're not a leader. You don't have anything to say. You show up, you play football, you're good. I think this is not about the 49ers. I think if we're up to the 49ers, he would be on the field Today, I think they were expecting him to be there. Here's the way I looked at it. They had a 9-15 press conference scheduled for John Lynch today. And this was on the thing all week. And I, as soon as I saw a 9-15 Monday, first day of pads, I'm thinking, oh, they're expecting Bosa to be signed and he's going to be there. They're going to have a whole coronation. A whole, let's kick off the first day of pads with Nick Bosa here in his extension with his dad. and all. Didn't happen. So yesterday afternoon, they changed the schedule Push John Lynch back to 945. Practice starts at 1015. So instead of having an hour to talk about how Nick Bosa is going to be here forever, 
we had a half hour for John Lynch to explain why Nick Bosa isn't here yet. That's what I saw. They were expecting Bosa to be here. I'm sure they gave him the offer that is going to get it done. And Bosa probably unexpectedly, unexpectedly said, no, not at this time. I don't want to sign it yet. So we'll sign it eventually. But my interpretation is that he just doesn't want to be in training camp. You know why? Because no one wants to be in training camp. It sucks. It's exhausting. It's a grind. You have to be out there from Bosa's perspective with a bunch of people who aren't as good as him that could get him hurt. Guys trying harder than him, clumsier than him, stepping on his feet, pulling his arms. Weird things happen in training camp. It's just another opportunity to get injured. No one's watching you. It's not fun. It's every day. I don't think he wants to be there. It's too bad, though, because they're about to pay him, like, what, $40 million a year to be a leader. But, hey, maybe the fact that he's extending his offseason in Florida with his, you know, dad and brother, maybe that'll be good for Bosa because I notice he tends to taper off at the end of the year. His best football is September, October, November. December, January, he usually isn't as good, not as strong, doesn't have as much gas in the tank for whatever reason. I have no idea why, but I've noticed it. Like last year, he totally fell off the last four, five, six games of the season. So like whatever training regimen he has set up in Florida that's super private and secret, doesn't quite get him through the full, full football season anymore. Maybe the, the full college football season. So now, maybe if he stays in Florida a little longer, an extra month, maybe his, uh, maybe he'll have, maybe his endurance will last an extra month. Just a thought. Maybe this is strategic on the top, on this, uh, on the side of the Bosis. Maybe, maybe this is what we're going to get from him in the future. No more training camp for Nick. Just stay at home in the lab with his dad and his brother do his own training. See how it works. I mean, the one thing about training camp is that you get in football shape, which John Lynch talked about today. You have to build up a callus. You know, anyone can lift weights and run around, but that's not really football shape. Can you withstand the violence of it? And Bosa is a guy who's had three season-ending injuries in his career since high school. Two torn ACLs and a torn... Um, ab muscle thing, core muscle thing, thing. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I wrong? I think it's a Nick Bosa choice. My best guess. Let's see what happens. All right, hold on. Let me, Trey Lance. So I want to give Jesse Naylor credit. Jesse Naylor is upstairs watching this. No, I think he's like taking a shower. He said he was going to watch the show, but he just took a shower. He doesn't even watch. doesn't care. doesn't like me. But he's staying here for a week. And we were outside yesterday, and I told him that Lynch was going to talk. And he was like, I got a question for you. Here's what I would ask John Lynch. John, you've praised Trey Lance's character, and work ethic, and professionalism ad nauseum. We've heard that. What about Trey Lance as a football player? How has he improved as a football player this offseason? Don't praise his character. So I thought that was a great question. And if you ask Kyle Shanahan that question, he'd probably find a way to praise Trey Lance's character. But John Lynch, to his credit, gave a real answer. And here's what he said. He said, look, he went right to the Jeff Christensen thing, which Kyle Shanahan minimized. He's like, look, we all, we've all seen it. We're all impressed by it. Um, and what's so important about what he did 
with Jeff Christensen. He took the initiative. This was his idea. And I, I thought that was interesting. But the fact that the Niners didn't recommend Jeff Christensen, I thought was a negative. Like, you guys should have been in charge of this. But from his perspective, Trey needed to take initiative. He needed to pick a quarterback coach and stick to him. I don't know why. Like, is, is Trey... It, it almost makes me feel like he was drafted third overall, all those picks given up to get him, and it feels like Lynch is saying that he had a little bit of a... or implying that Lance had like an entitlement. Like, hey, it's not my team, but it's going to be my team eventually. Inevitably. And there's nothing I really have to do. Like, the three draft picks mandate that I'm going to get an opportunity. So it doesn't matter what I do in practice or whatever, or meetings or whatever, outside the building, making it rain, making it flurry, making it thunder, doesn't matter. It's my team eventually. That's sort of what he's implying, right? Like, he took the initiative. Okay. So maybe Trey has finally gotten over that attitude that it's eventually going to be, because it's not anymore, right? Now it's Brock's team. And now he needs to take the bull by the horns and take control of his life. And that's what he did. Now, Lynch said that in the past, Lance was working with multiple throwing coaches, almost like it was Lance's choice. I, I felt like Lance was working with his own throwing uh, coaches, and then there were coaches that the Niners recommended. So maybe that was the problem. Now, maybe I think what's cool is that maybe Lynch said, maybe Lance said, Niners, John, Kyle, I don't want to work with your throwing coaches anymore. I don't trust them. I'm getting my own guy. That's maturity. That's something Brock Purdy would do. Remember, Brock Purdy got the second opinion. I think he took the initiative to get the second opinion. So, so Trey took the initiative to get his own throwing coach that was not recommended by the 49ers. And then Lynch went on to say, like, you know, he hasn't get, he's not getting as many opportunities, but he has to make the most of them. Purdy did last year. And if he makes the most of his opportunities, he'll get more. That's what Lynch said. And what's interesting is Lance went out today and went 9 of 10 on the practice field. So, okay. You said if he plays well, he'll get more opportunities. Because that's what happened to Brandon Allen, right? Brandon Allen wasn't supposed to get reps, but he apparently played well in OTAs, and now he's getting as many reps as, well, he's getting a ton of reps. So maybe now that Lance is improving, he'll take some of those reps from Brandon Allen. I think that's fair is fair. So I think that was a very thoughtful answer from John Lynch. He's taking the initiative. Here's one example. Makes you wonder what Lynch thought of him the last two years. Like, is this guy entitled? You want a player with a chip on his shoulder, right? Frank Gore had a chip on his shoulder. No one believes in me. Well, that wasn't Trey, right? When you trade up to number three, you spend three years with the first round picks and it's like everyone believes. It's the opposite. Everyone believes in me. I have to prove them right. Not like no one believes in me. I got to prove them wrong. So now that's where Trey Lance is. He's in the no one believes in me phase. I got to prove them wrong. And he's picking his own quarterback coach, and he went 9 of 10 in practice today. I empathize with the situation Trey Lance is in because he didn't choose to be on this team, and he's gotten some really mixed messages from an organization that recruited him. But that still doesn't excuse his tone and attitude at his previous press conference. It wasn't hostile. It was just not the best version of him. And he always has to put the best version of him out there no matter what. I don't care that you're 23. I don't care that they're giving you mixed messages. You got to hold yourself to the same standard that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and all these young quarterbacks do because that's who you're getting compared to. In the last couple of days, he has. He's been great. He's been everything you'd want him to be. So 
I think that's huge for Trey Lance. And I think it's really cool that John Lynch gave him that praise because the way I look at it is, I don't think John Lynch has ever particularly liked Trey Lance. I mean, maybe he likes him as a guy, but I don't think he's ever really wanted him on the team. He was a big Jimmy Garoppolo guy. He's big into Brock Purdy. So this felt genuine. Felt like a guy who, who was like, you know, you know, I worked really hard. I never felt like anything was handed to me. Maybe it's our fault that we handed something to Trey, but we're not handing anything to him anymore. We're not even giving him second team reps. Like he has to, he has to compete and earn everything now. And to his credit, he is. So I'd like to see the Niners give him some positive reinforcement in the sense like, you know, you've, you've taken him down eight pegs. You've really humbled him. He's responding. He's not hanging his head. He went nine for 10 today. Give him some positive reinforcement, man. Don't write him off. Because it's not like Brock Purdy's that freaking great. No offense. It's not like Brock Purdy's super proven. You still don't know who the best quarterback on the roster is or who's going to be, which quarterback on your roster is going to have the best career. You don't know that. Just because Brock Purdy had a good eight games last year doesn't mean he's going to have a better career than Trey. Stay open-minded. All right, let's take some. Let's take some super chats. CB Niner says, will Brock Purdy practice on Saturday or is that a day off? Trying to understand if player off days count as the off day in the two-on-one off plan. So let's get Larry in here and see what he has to say. Larry, how hey, you doing? What's going on, man? Sorry. How you doing, man? Hot day down there. Hot day. Neither of us. Yep. You doing all right? Yeah. Okay. So um, we just talked about Lance and what, and, what, uh, and what John Lynch said about him, basically. I asked, what do you like about him other than his professionalism? And he said he liked that he took the initiative with Christensen, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean, he um, that's like the first like real kind of compliment, um, you know, that, that he's gotten. I thought he looked really good today, to be honest. I think he's looked good the last two days. He had a rough one on Friday. Then they had the off day Saturday. To me, Monday was the biggest practice because he really bounced back from what to me looked like a lack of confidence on Friday. But today he was really strong. I mean, he, he, the, you know, he had a throw to Conley that was great. He had a throw to Danny Gray that you could hear a mile away. He just popped it right on the pads. Um, he threw what eight, I think I, I looked at my percentages. I think it was like roughly 80%. Um, he looked really good. So, you know, the question is just, you know, are the Niners, is it, are they just going to get rid of Brandon Allen and go with their, their three guys? And then is it going to be, you know, is Trey going to, I don't know. I don't know how this, the whole thing's going to shake out, but, um, no doubt that they got three quarterbacks who all have starter potential. No question. Yeah, I think what, what I liked about Lance in this practice was, I mean, obviously we're always going to talk about his mechanics and accuracy, but I think decisiveness is an issue for him too. Sometimes he gets in the pocket and he just hesitates. And it's like, come on, Jimmy Garoppolo, like see it and rip it. What are you waiting for? Sam Darnold's over there seeing it and ripping it last few days. Uh, Purdy has in the past as well. And I felt like today Lance did, you know, on that throw to Danny Gray, hit his back foot, ripped it. And he did that the rest of the day. Like, you got it. This is a timing-based offense. You have to do that. And um, he did today. That was encouraging. What I would like to know from Trey is if they're going to start, if by chance 
despite how good he looks, um, they're going to make him QB three. And he is going to sit behind uh, Brock and Sam at the beginning of the year. Does he prefer to be elsewhere? Does he prefer to be here? Because if he prefers to be here, they can afford it. It's only a $15 million quarterback room. They can afford it for this year. That probably is the right, the route based on what I've seen. That's probably the route I would go. I, that's a route I yeah, would But after go. a day like today, does I'm not thinking he's going to be third string. And that's pretty far down the line. Um, if he keeps trending this direction, he won't be third string. CB Niner says, Will Brock Purdy practice on Saturday? Is that a day off? Saturday? So we got Wednesday's a day off, Thursday, Friday. No, he, yeah, he'll practice on Saturday. He'll practice on Saturday. Yes. It's what, three on one off? Is that what he, that's the schedule he's yeah, on? Yeah, and he, so he won't practice on Thursday, but he'll practice on Saturday. Yeah, he he'll won't, practice. Somebody tomorrow. asked me yesterday yeah. about Thursday. He's not going to go Thursday, probably. So it'll be mm-hmm. um, Monday to, or yeah, Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, off Monday. Niner by Nature 88 says, John from Haberman thinks Darnold will be QB to you. I think you can't. I think Kyle's going to make up his mind, doesn't know who, and he's not going to make that decision for another month. I think what happens in these practices, joint practices and preseason games matter, and it's not going to be based on five days. My call. It's going to be based on, I think, uh, just what what these preseason games look like, and and points, you know, do you produce points? You know, I, somebody came out today and said, Purdy looked terrible. I saw it on Twitter. Um, but he had, he, he definitely st- started bad. He had, what was he over for three? And then from that point on, he was real high percentage. He had a ball knocked out of his hand. I guess I ruled that a f- I would call that a fumble. He had a pick to Greenlaw. So, well, we're going to talk at length about Purdy in a minute. That's the next topic. Yeah. Niners Daddy says, QC, thanks for the pep talk for Lance. He took it to heart, and ever since he has been on a tear, gotta love how he responds to adversity on a bad day. Yeah, I think calling him Mike McGlinchey really lit a fire under his ass, so I, I can do that from now on. Trey, if I see that hangdog look again, I'm calling you Big Mike, and I think it's, that's all you need to hear. No one wants to be compared to Mike McGlinchey. Sorry, Mike. But it worked. Mui says, a lot has to happen, but it's clear if Lance emerges as the guy, Lynch has to go. Trey Lance is a threat to his guy, and his plan is and his plan vice versa. I don't know about that. I felt like John embraced Lance today. I don't know that he has to go. I like John Lynch. Yeah, I mean, John Lynch, come on, John. That's, I like John Lynch. That's just ridiculous talk. John Lynch isn't going anywhere. Shanahan's not going anywhere. Um, you got to remember, John Lynch was the general manager that drafted Trey Lance, whether it was his idea or not, whether you feel like he fully supports him or not. You know. He sounded open-minded today. Maybe skeptical, but open-minded. I'm, Solo ties his lap dance Lance in full effect, I, 9 out of 10. I, I, I thought he sounded optimistic about Lance. In fact, he was like, he kind of was like, well, you know, there, he's not only improving, he's taking it to the field. Um, yep. so He's maturing, he's improving, and it's translating. I mean, that's much more specific than anything Kyle said about him this offseason. And he said... And we all think Kyle's his advocate. And John also said that... Um, you know, that he got with a coach that he gelled with. He streamlined his release. He streamlined, streamlined, improved his mechanics. And we're seeing the results. He's more accurate. He's throwing the ball better. That's what he said. Yeah. T and K hunting gear says, I like Trey, but can we stop acting like the Niners owe him? He's an employee. They are the employer. They don't owe him anything, but the money guaranteed in his contract. Okay. Um, they also said they want to give him opportunities. They want to reward him for doing the right thing. He got nine throws a day and completed t- 10. Uh, he got 10 throws a day, completed nine or eight, whatever it was. 
He had a pretty freaking good day. I mean, I don't think today's the day that you have to say they got to they got to tamper it down. He was eight of ten or nine of eleven, from what I can whatever tell. you want to say. I didn't know what to call that throwaway because they moved the ball back. So was it was it intentional grounding? Was it a sack? Remember what I'm talking I, about and they moved the ball? Yeah, I thought it was. What a was that? Sack. I thought they I thought it was, it was a, a sack. sack. I thought it was a sack. J.O. says, what's up, Grant? I don't know about you, but it's very weird how grown men still call Brock Purdy BCB. Chris Hansen has to investigate these weirdos. You would never, <laughs> ever hear me calling him BCB. Uh, Carabel Tedesi says, Kyle should at least give Trey Lance some first-team reps for the defense to practice against dual-threat quarterbacks. Well, I mean, he did, uh, what was it, yesterday? And he will again on Thursday. So I'm with you on that. I'd like, they have an Run one zone read in the office. I was going to say, where's not the read one. option? Yeah, where's there. the read option? It's like it's like they've eliminated it from their offense. It's not there. Well, maybe they'll maybe they'll install it in a week or so. Bang bang forty uh, four one five says we talk about practice, man. All we got, we got another month of it, baby. Carlos says wait for Mayoko and Lombardi to start pumping up Trey uh, soon to try to elevate his trade value. Darnold signed early with the Niners for a reason. I love that as if like Lombardi and Mayoko are on the team and are like trying to. They don't care. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't think they care. Sean says, so Larry, you really standing 10 toes down on Brock Purdy being top 14, hottest of hot takes. I mean, 24 is where, uh, whatchamacallit had him, um, Sando. I, I think he's, I think Brock Purdy is probably 12 to 15 in that range. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, City Burt says, dark horse to make the 53. Deshaun Jameson. Uh, no doubt. I've gar- I guaranteed it. Uh, like Ambry, ago. better watch out. Ambry. Yeah. Jameson's real. Jameson is real. Um, no question. He breaks in the ball. We haven't even seen him do what he really does best, which is he's a dynamic return man. I mean, think about that. He's made plays on the ball as a corner. He's a dynamic returner. We haven't seen it yet. Wait until he re- takes one back and, you know, has a 50 yard return. Then people will really be all over him. Okay, let's talk about... Nope, not that. Hold on, let's talk about Brock Purdy. So, Brock Purdy... Here, let me, let me say what I saw from Brock Purdy, and then you say what you saw. Okay. In the macro sense, what Brock Purdy's doing is all good, right? He's ahead of schedule. He's practicing. He's getting preparation that we didn't expect. And theoretically, he's giving himself an opportunity to like knock the rust off and be ready for week one. In the micro, he... Threw a pick today. It was his second pick in three days. And when he wasn't throwing over the middle or short, he had some issues. It was three throws. Maybe I'm making too big of a deal of him. But the first out to George Kittle, he just didn't have enough on it. It was a bad throw. They, they went right back to that pattern. And he did have enough on it. But he didn't see Dre Greenlaw dropping in coverage. Happens. So that was a mistake. And then he had Ayuk deep down the left sideline for what I thought should have been a touchdown. Hung it up in the air. Still got the pass interference. Still a spot foul. Big play. Those are three things where I'm wondering, like, man, is that the arm? Are you rusty? Do you not have the arm strength you had? Or is that how you've always been? Those are my three things. Other than that, and then he fumbled on the last play, but that should never happen in practice. Cleveland Farrell, you're fired. Wow. You're fired. Clear out your locker. Anyway, and I'm not saying, like, well, that proves anything. Those are just me saying, like, those are misgivings I had from his performance. So what'd you say? He, he's ne- you know, I don't think he's ever been an impressive thrower of the football. It's Fair. all about Brock Purdy. The people who are going to argue for Brock Purdy Boys, are arguing about the results, the results. Yeah. 
And sure. he at the and end still of the, 10 to 14 touchdown in a, pick in a, in a practice where he didn't throw the ball particularly well. Um, sure. he still completed 80 percent sure. of his passes. Sure. Um, the pick was the worst throw I thought because he just floated it. And it reminded arm- me of the pick he threw against uh, the Raiders. It's a little, I mean, it's a little bit different, but just like the, the trajectory, the distance. Anyway, it hung. It hung. It hung in the it air. Hung. It was not, um, it wasn't a bullet pass. It was a looping pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bad throw for sure. I thought the ball down the sideline that you got the PI call was a bad pass. That hung too. Yeah, hung. So he had a couple of bat passes that hung that were unimpressive for sure. That was it though. That was pretty much it. The rest of the stuff he was on time with and, and pretty accurate. But, it, you know, he's his his, uh, you know, whether you like him or don't like him, nobody nobody's going to go out and watch him and be like, oh, look at this guy throw the football. That's true. That's that's true. not where his effect. You and I think it, and it, say, it, look in comparison yourself. to Darlin, Darnold and Lance, like those two kind of those two guys had some throws like that today and they can be like that. So maybe in in comparison to those two, Purdy seemed like, I don't know, the guy who had the most. Diversity today. He doesn't but throw the ball as well as them. He I also had to face the number stay. one team defense. He also had to face the number one team defense. And that defense is legit. And they're going to pick you off like every freaking day, even if you're really good. <laughs> Ask he, Trey or Jimmy. Like that happens. Yeah. I mean, it, the they're Niners really have good. a good defense. The defense, you know, it's funny. The defense has been ahead of the offense until what? The last two days. And then suddenly the d- defense has been, has given up 80%. Uh, completion percentages. Steve Wilkes, we're looking at you. Everybody. Steve Wilkes, what's going on? Seeing a lot of blitzing in practice. Maybe it'll work in games, but so far it's leading to a lot of completions. Have you noticed that? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's making some of the defenders look good at times. I thought Marcelino looked good. He got home on a sack today. Um, but, you know, there's no question that I think they, they've got three viable quarterbacks and for three guys that could start and win. I think they could win with all three quarterbacks um, based on what I've seen. But, I mean, Darnold... Regular season games, for sure. Darnold's hit track record tells me that there's inconsistency around the bend for him. Um, yeah. So I got to see him be consistent. Uh, Trey's, um, you know, Trey's touch, you know, ability to throw a touch and timing is his challenge. He's, I think he can process... And he can rip it. It's just a matter of touch and timing. And for Brock, it's always going to be about can't you know is his arm strength enough? And that's why to me, um, that's the big factor, not necessarily his completion percentage. Can he make all the throws? Back to mm. the dink and dunk uh, idea. Mm. Is this mm. guy? Can he make all the throws post surgery? Fair. He made enough I feel like throws pre surgery, a- but it was a small sample size. True. I feel like today was a bit of a dink and dunk day for for Brock, but again, sue him. He's ahead of schedule. With uh, with Trey, um, to to Lin- to Lynch's point, the stuff he worked on with Christensen is starting to translate to the field. I think we saw that today. I mean, okay. he hit throws over the middle that we would see him miss. Like Lance, when he misses, a lot of time he misses high, for whatever reason. Today, I felt like his ball placement was excellent. It was chest level. When he hit Danny Gray, it was in the chest. When he hit Chris Conley on the deep out, it was in the chest. Like he was just on point today. I was very impressed. And he doesn't always look like that. But if that's the new him, then that's great. If he's making throws like outs, deep cuts, deep balls, anything that doesn't involve slowing down, 
if he's throwing screen passes or stuff where he's got a touch, he's got to show touch uh, over a linebacker. He struggles with that throw, but he doesn't struggle with any of the other throws. Any any of the the deep cuts, any of the the post pattern, the you know the the go route, anything where he can throw the ball, really reach back and throw it, he looks really good. It's when he's got to, you know, he's got I, the one they missed the other day to Debo, where Debo's mm-hmm. right there in the flat. It's got to be a layup, got to be caught, and he just he didn't even, Debo didn't get a finger on it. That's mm-hmm. that's his final hurdle, you know. Mm-hmm. Can he if he can make that throw with precision touch and timing i think he's there right what what yeah. throw can he make yeah and it's like what's encouraging about it today is i felt like today he would have hit that throw i mean maybe i don't know maybe he's physically incapable but i felt like today he was just locked in and i could feel it early on like watching him an individual he wasn't i feel like yesterday an individual every single throw was high every single time a ball boy caught the ball it was like jumping up and, and reaching it's like that's terrible. Bring it down, Trey. And I think it today he had it locked in. And I don't know, like if if this if he can. How many times did John Lynch say stack days today? If he can stack days with this, if that's what he can do from now on. Well, there's very encouraged with Trey Lance. To me, the most the most important part of camp for Trey so far is the part that wasn't we didn't most of the media walked off the field and didn't even watch. It was after practice on Friday, after he missed the throw to Debo, he stayed after the practice as all the media ran into the room. Right. He stayed after the practice and and threw that same pass that he missed like nine times in a row. And yeah. that's why I believe he's going to get there because he's going to he's going to he's going to work to to eliminate his mistakes. He's because it because it means something to him. He's not just going to keep making the same mistake. Uh, you know, he yeah, was it a layup throw? Did he does he have to make it? Yeah. But guess what? He did after practice. He made that throw nine times in a row because he knows that's the mistake that he's got to overcome. And that's why I feel good about the kid. Yeah. And like when Brock Purdy surprisingly got cleared for camp and he's like pushed so hard to come back. I'm not surprised because I think from Brock's perspective, he's got confidence. He knows he's good. But I think he also knows, to your point, that the Niners can win with any of these quarterbacks. They can win with Darnold. They can win with Lance. And if Brock's gone for a while, and those guys have an extended you know, period with the starters, who knows what could happen? So Brock likes his spot. He likes playing with McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo and Kittle. And he's not giving it up for anything. And so good for him. But if something happens and Lance has to play with this team and these players around him, I think he could do it. And I think I, I'm actually warming up to Darnold too. Like I was so snarky about Darnold, but frankly, he's been pretty good the last couple of days as well. And I think with all these weapons, it's kind of tough for a quarterback to play. You have to really suck, really suck. Darnold's to energized not play well by here. this situation. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. you're getting the best of Darnold, right? You're getting the best of Darnold because he's playing with urgency and energy and optimism. He wants to be here. Yeah, and he and I'm sure after shouldering the load in New York and maybe to a lesser degree in Carolina, he doesn't only have to feel like he's not shouldering the whole load. He now feels supported. He looks around. He's got all kinds of weapons. He looks around. He's got the number one defense. Coach so, wants him compared yeah, to I mean, Steve Young. Exactly. Um, and then from Mike, Lance's perspective, he was probably pretty upset that this training, uh, this quarterback competition is what he wanted. But now that he's gotten over the disappointment and he's like, okay. 
I can go compete with Brock and Sam. I'm just as good as Brock and Sam. Let me go show it. And I feel like he's finally got the right mindset and he's finally putting his best foot forward. And we finally got a good quarterback competition. Finally. And I think you're totally right as as far as I think Brock, whether he's 100%, 95%, 90%, 85%, I think he's definitely over 75%. And he's not 100. He's not 100. He's not 100. But over 75%. Mm-hmm. And he understands that his mm-hmm. window uh, to establish himself as the starter is right now. now. And there's some urgency. Now. So he's going to he's going to push through because he feels like this is the key to his him being the starting quarterback of the 49ers. Um, and now it's a matter of all these guys. Re- you know, it's really it's at the end of the day, Grant, it's a really kind of funny deal. They really all have to show they can be consistent. Brock's got to show that he can be consistent, even though he might physically not be quite where he wants to be. Darnold's got to show that he can be consistent, despite the fact that his career has been, uh, you know, filled with injuries, turnovers and inconsistent football and, and just spotty play. He's got to be consistent and Trey's got to be consistent. And so they're all got to, you know, they, it's, they got the three quarterbacks that have to be consistent that all have different issues that stand between them and being consistent. And then it's going to come, it's going to be riveting to see how the 49ers play their hand. Um, because they've got three guys and you're right. I think they could probably win with all three. And also what's going to be interesting is like, what if Brock just isn't ready? Like it's commendable what he's doing. Work hard, come back early, get your butt on the field. But what if he's just not ready despite the best of intentions, because it's a very serious injury. And what if Darnold is, what if Trey is like, what do they do? I feel like the next month is going to be very interesting. We can't predict it, and you got to let it play out. Right. I mean, I, mean, I think Brock's going to get the first go at it. Of course. He's going to have to show thank you that he's thank you that he can't do it. And then there, you know, yeah. and if he can't, then who's going to be second up? Who's going to be third up? That's about who's more consistent this summer between Trey and I think I'll tell you what I think is going to be the maybe the key. Uh, tilting point, you know, at least in the next week or so, is how these guys do against the Raiders in the practices um, against another team, against a defense that you're not scripted. They, they're doing what they they're defending you the way they think they want to defend you. You know, they're trying to turn. It's not a great defense. Off. Yeah, not a great defense, but it's also not a familiar defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those practices are going to be really interesting. I think the preseason is going to be interesting and it's going to come down to points and who moves the team better. I also think the 49ers are trying their best to make this like a real, not like a, like a fair competition, but something that is earned, not given. I feel like they've been giving things to, I feel like they think they've given, they've pr- anointed quarterbacks. They anointed Jimmy. They anointed Trey and Brock earned it. And I think they want, if anyone's going to take it from Brock, they got to earn it too. I think that's where they're, I think that's where they're at with the quarterback position. And maybe that's to there's something to fair. it. They have to conduct a fair. It has to, you can't, you know. If We're not they giving you anything because your draft status. We're not. Right. Or not. because you had a good year last year. You're right. They're going to have to conduct a, a fair competition or their own players will push back. And that's what, that's where, that's what's interesting about Brock. Like if he, if he doesn't look like he's the best option in practice because he's rusty coming off this injury, 
Will the Niners react to that? Will they? I, but that's a hypothetical that'll play itself games. out in the next month. They will it's if true. they lose games or if he if he turn. I mean, let, let's be honest. He doesn't have a lot of arm strength to lose. If he's lost some arm strength and some accuracy, what's going to happen? He's going to turn the ball over, and right. they're going to wind up involved in close games and lose games. If they get involved in early games of the season and they wind up, they're close and they lose them, then you know the way the NFL works. But there's no Next shame in up. it. Like, like, there's no shame. If they were to bench Brock, you could always say, look, it was an ambitious timetable. He wasn't supposed to come back this early. He got a lot of good work. He's not quite ready. We'll, we'll come back to him. You know, we're not done with Brock. We're just, he's not ready right now. Like, we're not benching him. He's not hurt. They could always do that. So I'm curious. And today, a day like today makes me wonder if that's where this is going. But at the same time, it's important to remember that it's July 31st. It's July 31st. I think, I think it's real simple, actually. Brock didn't wasn't given anything last year. He got an opportunity and he took it. Right. Um, Trey and Sam won't be given anything this year. They're they they'll be given an opportunity and whoever takes it and plays the best yep. football, it, it's there. It's it's absolutely there. Who I mean seriously, even if Brock comes out and plays similarly to the way he's played, if Sam Darnold and or Trey right. Lance right. come out and start throwing just rockets and leading the team up and down the field and they're not yeah. turning it over and the team scoring points and that's right they can take that's the right. job away i remember i asked brock the other day i asked him have the has kyle shanahan said that you're going to start week one barring a setback and he said no no so he's getting all the first string reps but he's still under the microscope what he does in practice still matters and if he goes out and plays like brock purdy and he, he could he probably start week one but we got six. We got six weeks left. It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, very and it's interesting. Day to day. And you know what? Sam and Sam and Lance are, are coming. They're they're right on his heels. Awesome. And and if you don't, if you're in this camp that you think that you know Brock's the number one guy and the other two guys are not viable competitors, you're wrong. They're, That's not what we saw viable. today. That yeah, like today was the first day where it felt like okay, this is a real quarterback competition. Because yeah. at, at first I was like, this is a joke. Like all three of these guys are struggling. It's like okay, not today. They're well, all actually in rhythm and confident right now. Well, except for Brock isn't in rhythm and confident yet, in my opinion, but Brock's seen him before. I don't think Brock's seen arm him is back, but Brock is doing things better today than he did at any point last year. For example, last year, the big criticism of Brock, even though he won every game that he started and finished, was that he escaped out the back door. And in the NFL, you yeah. can't do that, right? Yeah. And what was the argument? What was the uh, number one criticism? This guy doesn't step up in the pocket. Well, today he did. Today he stepped yeah. up in the pocket. He got rushed. He stepped up in the pocket and made plays. So he he's. Now, I would like to see that in a real game where you can get smacked. But that's true. That's 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 a nice thing to practice. He did. He showed that today, and that's that. You know, and so he. You know, but ultimately it's just going to come down to consistency and who can lead the team to you know, the most consistently and produce first downs and points without making mistakes and turnovers. And that's really what, that's really what um, defines uh, Darnold and Lance to this point. Lance has had talent. He's been impressive throwing the football, but he does, he, he misses some layups. And so he leaves points on the field. Darnold has been an impressive thrower at times of the football, but Darnold turns it over. And so then you wind up, you get 10 drives in a game. He turns it over. I, the last game I watched, he turned it over four times. So 
you're, but what's you know, cool about today is Darnold didn't turn it over today, and Lance hit some layups. Like his last throw of the day from Lance third and one, he hits Ayuk on the shallow cross. It's a, it's a short. That's a, that's a throw that gave Lance problems in the past because that's a throw you can't throw hard. The shallow cross, right. it's, it's like a wrist throw, and you and you really got to lead the guy. I mean, that's a throw Brock Purdy hits in his sleep. Lance hit it today. That's that's encouraging to me. Like, I know he can rip the 15-yard in cut, for sure, and the out. But, like, what about the shallow cross? That was big. You could argue that was his best throw of the day, third and one. It's gonna Doesn't be mean he'll hit it tomorrow. Doesn't mean he'll hit it tomorrow, but he hit it today. Right. And it'll be interesting to see how Kyle calls these games. Yeah. Because if Kyle gets Purdy in there and he's calling nothing but go patterns and, and deep balls and the ball's hanging, or then there'll be people saying, well, yeah, that's not got, uh, Brock's game. If Lance is in there and uh, he's calling all these, you know, middle screens and and you know, short the short game where your footwork is, yeah. then suddenly and then he's not he's inconsistent. There'll be people going, well, wait a second, you're not complimenting your your quarterback. So that's going to be another wrinkle to this thing. Kyle will be scrutinized for what kinds of plays he calls for these quarterbacks. Absolutely. And I'm going to be doing the scrutinizing because I'm such a big Kyle Shanahan fan. City Bird says, have you listened to Jordan Rodriguez, Rodriguez play callers about Shanahan coaching tree? If yes, dots, not the whole thing. I haven't seen, I that. felt it was no. I mean, it was interesting, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't want to, I already know. Ryan and Jennifer Wood says, stop fighting it. If you're a fan, once you're faithful, you're forever faithful. Yeah, but I'm not a fan. I'm not fighting. All eyes on K Davis or Poe. Who's on wide receiver. I haven't noticed Kalia Davis. What number is he? I haven't, haven't seen 93. I haven't seen him. Haven't seen him. Well, is haven't he out there? Poe. Yeah. I Poe's, mean, I, Poe. he, he's been out there, but we, you know, I got to see, I mean, Kalia Davis has got great movement ability. It's got to translate to the field. He's got to win one-on-ones. He's got to, he's got to make product. He's got to play. He's got to be productive. Poe's in a really packed. They got a lot of options at guard in the interior. Lots of options. And as far as the back end of the wide receiver core, I think we're seeing guys start to emerge. And all three of them, it's a good battle. It's today, Ronnie Bell, you know, uh, suddenly showed up. He put the pads on. He had two or three really good catches, a couple from Darnold. You had Tay Martin the last couple of days making some decent catches. And Danny Gray, you know, and, and you had her Lynch today in the, you know, before practice. So talk about Danny Gray. And, you know, I think what Pete, go if you're one of these people that thinks that think that Danny Gray is, you know, oh, Danny Gray hasn't done anything. There's a value to Danny Gray beyond, uh, beyond the beyond the catches. He is a space creator for for the play caller. So uh, if you're one of these guys that has your 53 and Danny Gray ain't on it, you better realize that he is here for he can make plays but he's also here to create space and make teams defend the Niners honestly. So he just needs to catch the ball. That gives him an advantage. He needs to catch the ball. Otherwise, he won't be creating space, playing nothing. But today he caught the ball because it seems like he's a a good route runner. He is like the curl he ran today, the slant, the the dig he ran today, both really nice. It's just when it's time to catch the ball, it's this every time. It's like, yeah, he's stronger than he was last year. Sure. But he's another guy. All good things. Produce. I like him. Catches it with his chest. Yeah. He's a he's a, All he's good a things. body catcher. He's big time. And I know Emmanuel Sanders was, and they went to the same school, but this dude ain't Emmanuel Sanders. And, man, you might want to trust your hands. Trust him. What did they ever do to you? Why don't you like your hands? 
They work. I saw them. <laughs> Sorry. That's a little too personal. Bryson VFX says, who looks more ready to play, Trey or Brock? I mean, personally, Brock looks the least ready, but the season doesn't start for six weeks, and that should be expected since he's practiced three times this offseason. To me. Um, it's, we need it, you know, the sample size is too small. Get, you, know, you don't give, have to be ready today. We, you, I got to see, I mean, I couldn't say that based on three days. I'd have, I'd have to see at least six to, you know, 10 days. Give me 10 I'm days. I'm just saying Brock doesn't look ready to me, but I don't know that no. Trey or Darnold are either, but you don't have to be ready in July. Grant area. It's not, that's no one calls it that. TNK hunting gear says 80% completion rate after arm surgery against arguably the best defense in the NFL on the first day with pads. I feel like that's pretty impressive. It is. I mean, he, also, he was sacked three times. He threw a pick. He fumbled. Like, here's the way I put it. If Trey Lance did what Dar- did what uh, Birdie did today, a lot of people would say Lance sucked. So I think a lot of this is, like, in the eye of the beholder, and I'm trying my best to be down the middle. I ripped Lance the other day. Um, I'm saying this wasn't a great practice for Purdy, but at the same time, big picture, I understand why you could say it's a positive step. That seems to be what Kyle's saying, too. Big pick. Let's let's look big picture with with Purdy. I I would say both, all three quarterbacks. When you factor in, this is the number one defense in the NFL. I think all three quarterbacks were very impressive today. All right, let's go through. Let's let's be fair. Let's go through every single throw from Purdy today. First one, he pump faked and fumbled, but that was like that's an incomplete pass. It was like the tuck roll. Next one, he hits. Ball, ball landed at his feet. It landed at his feet. Next one, he hits. Uh, Debo for five. Next one, he gets sacked by Armstead. Next one, touchdown to McCaffrey. That was a beautiful throw. Up the seam. And he let him. And he hit him in straight. Let him. It was just perfect. And then Fred Warner got freaking burned by Christian McCaffrey. And I had to laugh because Fred Warner talks so much crap. He didn't have nothing to say after that one. Then there was a fight. I'll go all day. I can go all day. Did you hear him Yeah, say but that you too? can't cover McCaffrey. That was after. <laughs> it's like, oh, now you want to talk, Fred. All right, back to so then he threw the the one hopper to, to Kittle. Then he threw the pick. Then he came back and got the, the pick pass was the worst throw of the day. Yep. Then he got the pass interference on Ayuk on the underthrown ball, and which was he, a bad he, call. I thought. So he started. I, I thought. So so yeah. So he started off slow. Then it was the move the ball period. And second and seven, he hits Mitchell for two. Third and five, he hits Debo on the crosser for ten. That was nice, kind of like Lance's throw. Yeah. Uh, then. He hit first and 10. He hits McCaffrey for three. Third and six, he gets sacked, I want to say. That one was confusing. He did hit McCaffrey, but they also called a sack and then he went off the field. So I don't know what they called there. Next I thought one that he hit, was a sack, to be honest. I thought it was a sack. Then on first and 10, he hit Latu for three. Um, then on third and seven, he hit Debo on the out for ten. That was nice. Now that was that might have been the nice. best play because didn't he have that to was create? Nice. Didn't he? Wasn't yeah. that where he Gibson had to Gibson change blitzed. his? Yeah, Gibson blitzed. And he he, he was going to get up, lit up if it was a real play. But, yeah, but he he reacted to it, moved up, and then put it on his yeah. hands. That was yeah. And that was the nice. Cha- and that was his last that, throw. Didn't he change his arm angle on that one too? I believe so. Yeah. That was his nicest throw. Nice I, he did end. He did it on a hot streak. So all credit to him. That's what he did. That was his day. That last throw was good. Faithful to the Bay says pads are on. Oh, his last one was the fumble, though. That wasn't his. Well, it would mean. Last one, his well, that, here's my my biggest question, and I never we never really got an answer. Did he get hurt on that play? We never he threw never, another pass. They never said. God forbid. If he's well, not out there sit- tomorrow, that's going to be a bad thing. 
And they'll, they wouldn't tell us. They would never tell. That'd be the biggest secret ever. But um, I'd like to know. I there mean, that's exactly how. Sidelines. Like, if was, you guys weren't there, but essentially what Cleveland Farrell did was reach up and try to slap the ball out of Purdy's hands as he was throwing. Like, that's exactly how he tore his UCL. Very scary. Yeah. Very scary. And also, like, and, dude, Cleveland, you've been in the NFL for four or five years. What are you thinking, man? You, this, this ain't new. What are you doing? It's the season. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was like, what did I just what? see? There was I've never up. seen that. And then Brock I've never didn't. seen that. And there was, I would say, Two. four minutes and change or five, four minutes or five minutes left in the period. And Brock didn't throw another pass. You know what I just realized? That's what bothered to, me. You know what it, bothered me? I just realized I forgot to put on sunscreen today. I'm like, why am I so burning right now? Oh, damn it. There you go. Rookie move. Rookie move. But you had the hat going. Yeah, but it's it. I need like the real vets use the safari hat. I used to. Pads are on. How's the O line looking? What do you think, Colton Kivis today? I thought he looked really good in the one on ones, but um, as far as the team, portion, who face? Kerry Hyder and Drake Jackson. Yeah. Mm, yeah, one time yeah, Drake Jackson. One time uh, was it Bryant? Maybe. Thought yeah. he had. I thought he had a rep against Bryant. I thought he looked pretty good in the one on ones. Um, yeah. You know, I got to see more, but I, I didn't. I, to me, he hasn't stood out, negative or positive. He hasn't, but he, but I thought he looked good in the one on ones. There were some guys who struggled in the one on ones. I thought, I thought uh, Leroy Watson, uh, Jalen Moore. He got beat by Javon Kinlaw. Jalen Moore and and uh, Leroy Watson got just whiffed in the one on ones a couple times. I- I think some people disagree with me, but I actually thought Burford held his own against Armstead both times. Some people thought Burford, I thought he stalemated him at least. I was impressed by Burford in the one-on-ones. Maybe I saw that incorrectly. I don't know. Burford Burford has got great strength at the point. Yeah. You can't bull rush him. Uh -uh. You can't can't bully him inside. I thought he did a good job. Drew says, how's the kicker competition? I'm not watching it. Zane Gonzalez should be on the team. Zane Gonzalez had a 57-yarder. Zane Gonzalez, if he keeps kicking it the way he kicked it today, the Niners will be able to get a pick for him at the cutdown. Woo! Last second sports upstairs. What's up, Jesse? Says, what would the narrative be if Trey had three awful passes, including a one hopper? It's true. Purdy deserves grace, no doubt, but man, Trey taking heat unfairly at times. It does seem like it's easier to to criticize Trey. Not that Larry does. Larry's pretty even-handed with his praise, but it seems like it's open season on Trey to, to criticize him. Um... Purdy has money, has banked money. It was the it was the two playoff wins and the undefeated record off the bench. That's true. In December, if Trey That's had true. if Trey had banked those wins, Trey would be yeah. getting the same grace. I really yeah. If you have that. playoff wins, then all of a sudden people don't care as much about your practice uh, performance. That being said, you win in January, nobody cares about July. That being said, the thing I feel like the complicating factor for Brock is the injury. If he had never torn his UCL, then you could be like, yeah, I don't really care what he does in practice. I've seen him in games, but now I do care what he does in practice because it's like. Brock 2.0. What does this Brock look like? Um, and let's also point it out that the first practice where he ripped one to Ayuk and then and then overthrew Debo, that that Brock, those throws were almost unrelated to the throws that we saw down the field today that hung right. and the interception that hung. So it's it's not also like that you was can Brock's just, first day. He, you know, he was fresh, he was amped up like 
what's that how's that arm going to react to the whole training camp you know is he going to get arm fatigue things like that right yeah. you got to keep doing it i mean you got to build endurance I, to me based on that day his arm strength is not diminished if if i didn't see that day and i only saw today i'd be worried about the arm strength right but there's a reason he's two days on two days off because he can't physically do three days on one days off like lance and purdy and darnold can so clearly endurance fatigue are an issue for him right now and i'm not surprised that we would see it would come out more on day three for him than day one but i think what is interesting is that we saw it after two days off so it's something to monitor what's it gonna look like tomorrow what will it look like on day four after a day and no no rest and maybe you're a little tired very interesting the ball the, bothered the, me a lot. Too. the ball the ball that bothered me a lot was the deep ball because his receiver had a step on the on the coverage and had to come back for it. Yep. And you'd think maybe Lancer Donald can make that throw. I mean, they have the arm strength for it. I don't know if they have the accuracy. Mike drops with Monta says, Grant, you said before camp, Sam will fool you in camp and he knows he isn't getting hit. What's up with Mason? He's hurting his chances of making the team. That's true. The only thing with Sam is I, I, I am starting to feel like any freaking quarterback can play with this. I mean, when you have McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, like, it's so hard to suck. I think it's really hard. But um, Mason, yeah, he needs to stop putting the ball on the freaking ground. What is that? There's too many good running backs here for him to fumble the ball a lot. TDP looked good today. Damon Dickerson says, every source, including Purdy and his doctor, have said this is not rushed and he's on a normal timeline. Can we please stop saying he's rushing back? I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say, Damon. How about that? David, I, Damon, I love you. I don't know where that came from. I, got, I, got, I don't know where that I got worked up. But I do want to say whatever I want to say. But you can say what you want to say, and I'll say what I want to say. Well, I mean, okay, so, okay, let, let's talk about this for a second. Other Sorry, guys Damon. who have had the injury have taken longer, I think is what you're saying. So there's potent, there's, there is a possibility that he's rushing back knowing that he has to be in this competition to keep this job, to maintain well his put. status. Well put. Other it's a people, possibility. If, well if he were, if this were a different situation, it's possible that he would have given himself a little bit more time. I mean, there's a lot of factors here that people that it's not everything is not necessarily as it seems at all times sometimes there are other factors yeah wave saying. nine says raiders not a good d but we still went out went to ot last year yeah because of their offense let trey earn the effing job like brock did well let's i'm curious to see what the team does if he keeps doing what he did today because because lynch was the one who said if you'd make the most of your opportunities we reward you okay well let's see if trey's stacked stacks those days david baker says how much does the defense make the how much does the defense make the offense better i think the defense makes the offense look quite a bit better why because the windows are smaller and it's just like anything else it's kind of like if you ever coached like little league if you have them hit those tiny little whiffles before the game then all of a sudden they hit better in the game the windows for niner practice um you know the the practice windows that that the defense is giving the offense because of the Niner talent on defense are smaller than what they'll face against the Raiders. So I think it makes you better. 29er says, any thoughts on the Goldson signing? I just saw that they signed to the co- uh, Deshaun Goldson to the coaching staff. That's cool. I love it. I mean, you me? Uh, the Hawk was an intimidator. Uh, he was a really smart player, really physical player. It's only good things for Jair Brown, in, in my opinion. Uh, just waiting for Dante Johnson to be signed back. Says Bang Bang Four One Five. That ain't happen. Leave not Dante happen. alone. 
Yeah. And, and everybody's talking about Dante, but the Niners depth on the corner with the other guy who looks awesome right now is Womack. Womack and Jamison have given the Niners some depth on the corner that they have not had in a long time. Uh, <laughs> Brother, yeah. Bob. Yeah. Brother Bob. Brother Bob says, I'm wait, has Kevin's dad. dad been honest? I love that. That's funny. Mike Jobs with Monza right. says Cleveland hitting Brock was the ultimate cash 22. He's an idiot and hopefully Brock is good, but that would give him confidence if he didn't get hurt. Sure. That's one way to look at it for sure. It's just so scary, man. He's been working so hard to come back from this injury and Cleveland freaking Farrell is going to just oh, ruin everything potentially. Like, thanks Cleveland. Thank you so much. He's getting, chewed. he's getting chewed oh by my. somebody. Somebody's chewing Cleveland. Dude, I, some coaches would have kicked him out of practice. Some coaches would have kicked him off the team. I can't believe that actually happened. And, and Kyle's like, Jim Hart would have freaked out. He would have freaked out. He might have fought Cleveland Farrell himself. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. That's hard. Ariel Alberto says, Purdy did this uh, versus first team best defense. Trey did it versus second team. Jimmy threw 1,000 picks with this defense, LOL. True. Absolutely. That is good context to remember. But did, I don't, Co I, you know, here. I don't, but like, there's no boast out there. I'm not even buying first team, second team as far as you have to make the throws. Yeah. And and the throws that Trey's making, it's not it's not like he's, you. you know, oh, man, if you would just put the first team out there, he ain't making that throw. It's about it's about the the correct read, the correct timing and the correct and, and and a good and a good, accurate throw. And he's making you got to Let's not let's not, you know, critique Trey to the point where. Hey man, that's not the ones. It doesn't matter. No, no, it does. Let's go matter. through Trey's day. Let's go through Trey's day. So Trey hits Danny Gray on a dig. He beats Sam Womack. That's not a you can't. You don't just look at that matchup pre-snap and be like, oh yeah, Danny Gray's winning this. That's a beautiful throw. That's the first throw he had for the day. What else did he do? Let's see. He hit um, Troy Fumagalli for a six-yard gain on a, on a check down. He hit Ray Ray McLeod on a screen. I mean, nothing super sexy, but that's what people say he can't do. He's got to live he, in the intermediate, and that's where he's yeah. living right now. He missed Mason, who never turned to find him. He hit Chris Conley for 15 on third and 10 on a deep out. That was, a, that was an impressive throw. That, that was, was a nice. very impressive throw. Um, okay, what else we got? Uh, he hit Ronald Awat on a check down. He hit Ayuk on the shallow cross for 10. That was not his last throw. Then he had to move the ball, period. Then he goes uh, Ray Ray for six on a shallow cross third and seven he hits ray ray again remember the, the one to ray ray on the slant that was the best over the that middle was, that was his that best was nice. throw that ray ray went parallel Low. to the ground and yes. that thing was a bullet that and when lance throws misses bullet. those ones over the middle he misses high and they're picked these ones were low today i like that then he went on he uh he took the sack next throw he hits uh tay martin on the deep out for 12 on third and 13 some nice throws today the, the Ray Kyle Ray Shanahan. one I thought was terrific. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Kyle Shannon says, if I give you a hug and a kiss, will you like me, Grant? Just tell me you love me. Only if you give me. Yeah. Oh, but you got to kiss me, too. Kyle's kiss in me. here. Hey, hey, Kyle. Kyle, thank you very much. Uh, Brother Bob says, ha ha, Iggy, I love your sarcasm about peeps being even. Thank you, Brother Bob. Mike Monahan says, Kevin and Grant's dad should start a podcast. <laughs> we got to do, do like a, a round table. We'd have Brother every Bob demographic covered. Lowell would call out LK's objectivity. I don't think so. I can handle it. No, there isn't. Laugh my ass off. Sorry, Damon. I was being a jerk. You're a nice guy. 
Cass says, I'm curious as to how many Niner fans would be willing to put their bias to the side if Trey wins the QB1 spot, including some of these media members. Good question. I think, I think, this, a lot of, I think this is a lot the most bogus conversation is that there's this whole pushback against Trey. I don't, I don't, I don't see that in the media. I don't come, I don't, in, see, I don't come from, I don't see that from you, but it exists. I'm not going to say anyone by name, but it's not Larry. I haven't, I have, I, to me, I, I, I want to, it exists. I want to see it. I just want to see it. I don't want anybody sure. to be handed anything. I don't want to see Brock handed anything. I don't want to see Trey handed anything, but I think a lot of this, um, nobody wants Trey to succeed is a bunch of garbage. I can think of one guy. <laughs> one media guy? Okay. I can think of the one guy. Wave 9 says, Larry, please give us Trent Balky on Bosa's contract. You know, the, the deal's not done, Grant. And it's not going to be done until it's done. Okay? And I, this guy hasn't torn an ACL. But I'll tell you, I like Nick Bosa. But he'll be here when he's here. And not, not before and not after. Call him a football player. You know, at the end of the day, Grant, Lowry, I'll tell you again, Lowry and Grant, you know, Nick Post is just a flat-out football player. There it is. There it is. Thank you very much, Trent Balky. You really explained that one very well. I got to get out of here. This was a good show. Thank you, Larry. I started a little early, but you hey, Sorry, right hey, in. I had to pick up my we'll car from the dust. shop. Otherwise, I would have been in here earlier. All right. Wednesday over, you, Wednesday over at my place, maybe? Wednesday over at your place. I'll be on right. Larry's channel. Thanks for watching, everyone. Hold on, Niners rule. All I want to know is how do the lines look? Like, 1v1 since the pads are on. Also, how do the running backs look with pads on? Um, TDP looks good. The running backs look, the running backs look faster. Um, collectively, I would say faster than they... All these guys, Mason, TDP, McCaffrey, all look faster than last year. Um, the running back core is deep. Very deep. I can name five content creators that do, Larry. I think Larry was talking about credentialed media members. Content creators is different. Stop, Iggy. Please stop your sarcasm. Picking a pickle. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, the show's over. Thanks for watching. I love all of you equally. You're my children. Take care.